0: Thanks, to everybody, for tuning into the Short Thing here on Friday, August 28th. Hope you had a good week. Warren Shore Heroes around Silva again. Uh, you can check us out on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and the iHeartRadio podcast app at the Short Thing. I don't really think we're going to be back in the studio soon.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either.
0: Uh, well, it didn't sound like it when I was talking to uh, Anna the other day. Oh. So. Who knows? I was trying, I guess, to maybe just upload a couple, like a be- make it a best of or whatever from what yeah. you do during the week. Uh, and I was like, there's only like one person there, and like I'll wear a mask and like all that stuff, but didn't seem like that was a jiving, <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't seem like they were down with that. So I was like, all right, so we'll just keep doing this. Um, uh. Uh, yeah, so that's it. You can take us out there every Monday and Friday uh, with the NFL season 13 days away. How about that?
1: That's, it's so wild. I was talking with, <laughs> uh, with some guys yesterday and I said the same thing. It's like two weeks from today, because it was yesterday, I said two weeks from today, we're going to be playing football. It's what well, we should be. It's just mind-boggling. Well, tomorrow
0: should have been the start of the college football season. Arizona was supposed to play Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, they're week zero. There is an FCS game tomorrow night. It's Austin P in Central Arkansas. Um, so there's a lot of stuff on college football coming out now that I don't think is being reported. Maybe it's being reported, but I just have missed it uh, that we could get into later on. But, like, teams are not doing well with the coronavirus.
1: I don't know why they're surprised. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean this. I I fully expected it to kind of go sideways, and uh, that kind of seems how it's how it is going. So, like Lincoln Riley
0: said, that position groups have been wiped out. Position mm. groups, and the position groups you said is it's a position group that with multiple players, mm-hmm. and then I think another Big Twelve or SEC. Another Power Five school that's playing had like an off uh, outbreak on the offensive line. Again, this is not surprising to all of us. Yesterday, the Sun Belt, Louisiana Monroe, had an outbreak on their team, and they had to postpone their game from September fifth to December fifth, um, and then that most postponed the Sun Belt conference game back. And I saw Cole Kubik um, say, "This is unfair that." Uh, Troy had one test one positive test that's it and now they have to play 12 weeks in a row well guess what Louisiana Monroe did not have one positive test Mm -hmm. so like what do you want yeah it's unfair to Troy but guess what who knows they could have an outbreak. it's just it's just I I don't know I like part of me wonders like are we really gonna are there really gonna be games next weekend like Texas State's supposed to play SMU like is that game going on I guess and they said they're going to allow five, like 10% of the capacity, or I think 20% of the capacity, which is the average crowd at Bobcat Stadium. So it's <laughs> really not a low-hanging fruit joke, but uh, uh, it's true. But like, I just, when I see football being played by them, I'll believe it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're, I think it's it's right to be, you know, uh, a little pessimistic about it. I got invited to go to uh the UT game down in Austin on September twelfth or whatever, and I was like, "Yeah, no, you know, what? I'm I'm good on that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know they're doing uh, twenty five percent capacity or whatever, but uh, I think I'm gonna hold off on on jumping in week two or whatever it would be by then uh, to uh, you know go into a game. So like you said, we'll it'll, it'll be interesting to see how many games get played when this thing's supposed to kick off. Um, so you know, I guess it's it's we'll just it's we're just gonna whole, Holding pattern, kind of a wait and see, like we've been this entire time. But I, I don't foresee it going any going good at all.
0: Yeah, and I know. I people keep trashing the Big Ten, but their reports out there—they're getting started. They're looking at a plan to get started Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. That seems like a pretty like they're setting up a plan to play then, and students won't be on campus then. They'll be off campus for that's what their semester ends, or that's what they've decided that you'll be off campus from Thanksgiving to when you come back in January. Mm-hmm. They could rattle off seven, eight games there and have their season. Yeah. So it's an interesting, interesting type of thing, but we could keep uh, uh, following that as it goes on. But yeah, no. So I told my roommate and a buddy uh, that caddy. He lives in the same complex. He was over yesterday, and I was like, "Do you guys realize that two weeks from tonight, they were over? Like, some, we will be watching NBC, the the Chiefs and Texans." And they're like, "No, are you serious?" And they pulled out their phone and they were like, "Yeah, you are right." And you know yeah. what their first, as we, we talked about this last week, but you know what their first, their first thing was, what do I do about fantasy football? Like, what's right, going on yeah. with my week? And I saw Richard Deitch uh, write about this. Is, I think fantasy football is in for a big drop-off this year, a bigger drop-off than normal, because just like what we said, a lot of people just are forgetting the NFL season is two weeks away, and they're just – as though, we got to get back in the league. I tried to see if our work league is going to happen. Uh, well, I reached out to one person to see if it was going to happen. He said, I have four grandkids living with me in my house. Do you think I have time? And I go, Phew. I mean, you're up before them probably at four in the morning, so sure. Uh, But who knows? But it's just, I think a lot of people are just in the, wow, really, the season's 13 days away.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, that's exactly what I uh, how I am, too. You know, that's what I said, top of the show. Um, I'm getting my phone's been blown up all morning setting up uh, two different fantasy drafts Um, I'm actually so I'm in like this dumb kind of fantasy league with my uh, brothers and my parents and like you know just kind of a small league the draft happened like two weeks ago I don't even know (laughs) (laughs) I was like I was getting updates for Lamar Jackson and I was like why am I getting updates for Lamar Jackson saying that he's questionable or whatever and then I looked and I was like oh all right, I guess my I guess my team was drafted. So, uh, but I got Lamar Jackson, so he can't be too mad. That's not bad,
0: I guess. Uh, I'll tell you what. I don't think I said I thought the Browns were confident of beating the Ravens week one. I, from what I've seen from training camp, it seems like the Browns are destined for two and fourteen.
1: Now that's, Boy, probably, uh, that's they, they're, they're getting hit by the injury reaction. bug already,
0: huh? Huh? I said so they're already getting hit by the injury bug pretty hard. Boy, the injury bug is not kind has been not kind of the Browns, the secondary. I think they might be calling us getting ready to suit up. Earl Uh, Thomas, baby. Huh? Earl Thomas. Earl, Logan Ryan, sign them all. But, yeah, there's – I just don't know how teams are going to – it just doesn't – like, new coaches – and this is the thing with the Cowboys, too, like McCarthy. If you have a new coach this year, the Redskins are in this, or the Washington football team, Mm -hmm. they're in this. Uh, if you have a new coach, you are severely behind the eight ball this year just because you just don't have you have four weeks you had You pretty much had like what six weeks to get your team in gear before the season started. No OTAs, nothing to put your uh, no mini camps. You don't have anything to get your uh, system in except for Zoom calls.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, we've seen uh, 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 on hard knocks how, how tough it's been, you know, trying to get uh, make sure that everyone's getting their proper reps in and trying to go full speed and you just can't do it but yeah you're right um this is where you're really going to see kind of what teams uh, you know took advantage of of when they had time and what teams were were prepared properly and were able to take the necessary precautions to stay safe and what kind of what what leadership you have for teams i think this is gonna be a you know you're gonna be able to see here uh this season especially because i mean I think like I I think I said it uh, on here a couple weeks ago. Like we're gonna, it's gonna be like week six, week seven before I think we start seeing like real competitive football, and, you know, clean football without the lack of preseason.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I was even gonna say like you don't even know about a team probably till like week ten, mm-hmm. like even later than that. Um, and if you have a young coach, like a young new coach, you will find out pretty quick if they can handle the NFL or not. Yeah, like if you could navigate this season like competently say like seven and nine eight and eight like look respectable like you you probably got yourself a guy like Mm -hmm. a head coach even a veteran coach like mike mccarthy yeah like he's probably like he knows how to navigate
1: his season but not this yeah and see that's how that's how i felt about ron rivera you know like i felt pretty good about him and everything you know all things considered but then now news comes out he has cancer and things like that now it's like shoot i mean we're now I have no idea, you know what I mean? Like he, he's yeah. still coaching, he's still out there, but even, even a guy like that, you know, then something else pops up and it's like, you know, trying to get guys, you know, to buy into your system and buy into your coaching philosophies. It's, I think that's going to be one of the tougher things too. Not, not even more so just the stuff on the field, but kind of the extra stuff that goes on in the locker room.
0: And it's guys have like, like we've already seen, as you mentioned, the Browns have had a ton of injuries. Like just the injuries throughout the league this year are just going to be rampant. Just because guys were doing training on their own, a lot so of soft stich-
1: tissue injuries. Yeah, a
0: lot of soft tissue. A lot of. I think a lot of this is a big year for the Achilles injuries too. Mm-hmm. Um, just it doesn't matter if they've been training on their own. It's just a different type of uh, stuff when you're in. Th- you're like they weren't going one on ones mainly with guys in the mini camps and stuff like that. Like that's a different type of wear than just doing like sprints like I think that the injuries are it's it's a war of attrition corona wise and on um injury wise out there. It's gonna be a fascinating we can talk more about the NFL next week, but this is gonna be a fascinating, a real fascinating
1: season. Oh absolutely one thousand percent it's going to be like you said, because it, it you know it already is kind of a war of attrition um just based on on uh you know, it being such a violent sport. And then now you throw in this extra global pandemic and props to these guys for still suiting it up and, and going out there for our entertainment and obviously to collect a check too, but still props.
0: Well, I think that's the big thing. is they're collecting, uh, checks. Yeah. Like if, uh, um, if they were in college, I don't think like you I mean, guys have opted out too. I also think it's dumb how the NFL just made a deadline to opt out. Yeah. Like, that's, that seems a little, that's like, you shouldn't really have the option. You should be able to test it out first, but whatever. I guess they're the, the strong arm. They can do whatever they want. But, all right. This is a pretty crazy week. I think when uh, Ryan and I signed off on Monday afternoon, we weren't expecting uh, the NBA to uh, go on strike. Some are saying a boycott, but I think it's it's a it's a strike after they uh, protest the shooting of Jacob Blake and uh, postpone the games on uh, Wednesday afternoon, Thursday after Thursday, and then the games are postponed today as well. I think they did they say they're coming back tomorrow. They're or supposed they to.
1: They're supposed to.
0: Okay, I didn't see if they officially announced it. I know the NHL announced it that they're coming back tomorrow as they boycotted or postponed the games yesterday. The N- this is the NBA story and then we could talk about what baseball and the NHL. Mm-hmm. Because this is the NBA uh taking the first step forward. Really it was the it was the uh Milwaukee Bucks mm-hmm. taking the first step. Um as a team decision on what they decided to do was really not letting the, uh, um, not letting the Orlando magic knows the magic were out for warmups. And the Bucks hadn't been out for warmups of what they were going to do. So the Bucks decided that they were going to boycott the game. They were fine as well of saying uh, we'll forfeit the game. They were up three, one in the series they'll play again tonight in, in game six and they're fine with the forfeit. But they uh, went against a the forfeit. they didn't play against the magic, as uh, Jacob Blake uh, was shot seven times in the back in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and the players wanted to make a statement on it, and they did and the problem is is that this is uh this is as 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 peaceful a protest as you could do, even more peaceful than. Uh, like kneeling for the flag and guess what? People are still mad mm-hmm. you know, because you're protesting something. And it comes to the point of there are two set, two different discussions of like good on the players, but then it's like, look, people are going to be mad no matter what the people that are mad at you for protesting police brutality and social uh, and racism and social injustice just don't want to hear it. Right. They're going to be mad if someone does it at all. So they really don't care
1: what, uh, what you have to say and why you're protesting. Yeah, I mean, it's you're, you're right. It doesn't matter. I mean, I've you could probably if I had a nickel for every time I've seen a red on, I'll never watch the NBA again, you know, I'd be able to uh, be living pretty comfortably right now. So, like you said, it doesn't matter what you were gonna what these guys were gonna be doing. Um, any kind of using their voice, uh, people were gonna be upset with. And you know, that's unfortunate. But uh, I, I think. You know, the, obviously the discussion came up of them just, like, not playing the rest of, like, just quitting again. I mean, I, I shouldn't say quitting, but just, like, calling off the rest of the playoffs and just boycotting the rest of the season altogether and canceling the season. Um, but, uh, funny enough, Draymond Green kind of had a good point, And he was like, look, if we stop playing and we stop suiting up and we stop going out there, then we kind of lose our voice. Like, you know, basketball has given us our voice to be able to make stands like this. And if we quit and we walk away and we cancel the season – we're kind of losing that voice and we're not able to, to express our frustrations and express our beliefs and express, you know, kind of what we, how we feel about all this stuff. And I, I kind of agree with him. Uh, you know what I mean? It, like basketball aside, like, I don't, I don't care if they, if they play or not, if they, you know, feel like the best decision for, for them is to not play and to keep boycotting. Fine. Do it. You know what I mean? Like I stand with whatever these NBA players want to do because I think they're, they're realizing that what they say and do ha- does have a huge impact on our, uh, you know, on how things are viewed, whether it's on the Internet, whether it's just socially, whether it's, you know, through the media, whatever it is. Um, but I kind of agree with Draymond saying that if they just kind of walk away and, and, and cancel the rest of the season, they do lose a little bit of that. Would you agree? See, I've gone back and forth on that. I, I would tend
0: to say no, I don't. I don't really agree with that because one, if they're not focused on basketball, if they're not playing the games in the bubble, they could, they could do stuff like they could do more than what they're doing of just saying like wearing shirts or saying what we're going to do. You could actually go out in the community and maybe join a protest or like come up with a foundation or like be, be an, be truly an activist, more of an activist than what you are as an NBA player. But then I also see, like, the side of if you're playing, then you're in front of the TV every night and people are going to watch and you're making comments with everybody. So, like, I could see both sides, but I think I more tend tend to disagree with Draymond uh, on this because, like, LeBron, the stature of LeBron, he's already done stuff. Like, he set up the voting, his voting thing. He built a school in Akron he's uh, set up like four found like three or four foundations and four funds for all this stuff. Like he has done, he's done it. So like, he's a voice when people when like he carries national weight for people, or he makes national headlines for people. So maybe for some of the, maybe for like a George Hill, a George Hill type of player needs to play uh, for his voice to be heard. And some of maybe the role players on the NBA for it to, for, for, the, for them to be heard. But like, I, I think if they're not playing an NBA player, like going out to do a protest, like Jalen Brown went, drove from Boston to Atlanta to do a for the Black Lives Matter protest after those two kids, those two students got arrested straight from their car for not like stopping or at the protest going on the wrong street. So I think like they. I, yeah, I, I'll, I disagree with Draymond. I,
1: I think you could be heard without playing basketball. Now, now do you think I think, I, see, the only thing that I would say, the reason I disagree, is because of social media. You know what I mean? Like, massive followings on social media a lot of these NBA guys have, uh, and they can use their voice there. So that's the only thing that I would kind of hold pause for, um, you know, in, in completely uh, agreeing with, with uh, Draymond there. But I still think that there is, there, you know, there's a little something to that, uh, you know, as far as, as far as not playing basketball. Yeah, no, I said I could see where he's coming from, right. but I would tend to tend to mainly
0: disagree, but I also think it depends on like the stature of the player. Like I said, if you're Mm. a role player, you probably your voice is heard more if you're if you're playing rather than it is if you're not. But once you get to like the CP threes, the LeBrons, Durant, Kyrie look, Kyrie was ahead of the curve on this. He said, I am not don't go to the bubble and play. We got to focus on the George Floyd. Yeah. And Kendrick Perkins called him crazy. Everyone was calling him crazy. And look, Kyrie is a little crazy when he gets in a little conspiracy theory, the flatter stuff like he's a little a little bit of a crazy. He's got some crazy thoughts, but this one, he was ahead of
1: the he was ahead of the curve on this. Yeah, I mean he was, but I, I haven't seen or heard anything from him thus far. Uh, for his, you know this new Jacob Blake situation, I'm not saying you know oh hey Kyrie where are you at? I'm just saying like I haven't I legitimately have not he- heard or seen anything from him. Uh, con- you know uh, concerning this so far. No, but I think the point is just of him saying is we shouldn't be playing basketball where there bigger
0: issues to focus on, mm-hmm. and then here it's like we were boycotting or striking these games there are bigger issues to focus on. So it took this, like where, why was this not, why didn't you listen to him beforehand when he was say, he said this before the next incident.
1: Yeah. No, um, yeah, no, that's that's true.
0: And then, uh, like I thought on Wednesday afternoon that the season was going to get
1: canceled altogether. Oh, for sure. I thought so too. I was a hundred percent like, well, we got, we got, uh, sports back just for them to be canceled again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, 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 I, I totally
0: agree. And not for not because of coronavirus, because right. of racism. Yeah. Um. And this was the first time an NBA game had been boycotted or postponed. Um, there had been boycotted since 1961 when Bill Russell was fighting the same thing. Like, here we are in 2020. We're still there's we're still fighting the same, uh, the same things as they were fighting in the 60s. And I just don't understand how. I, I mean, we talked about this a lot with the George, but I just don't understand how people could just be. They can see this video of the Jacob Blake one. I don't care if he was if he had a knife in his car. You don't shoot a cop. Doesn't shoot a guy seven times in the back, okay, from point blank range. You don't. You don't do that. You you just don't. It's. That's a white guy. That doesn't happen. A white. I saw a story of a of an intoxicated white man that insult that assaulted a cop. All right, we had a little we had a little uh, technical difficulty there, connection issue. Don't know whose end it was on or whatever, but that's fine. Uh, but as I was saying, I don't know how you watch this video, and I don't care if he, he was getting a knife in. his You don't shoot a guy seven times the back. Right. You just don't. You're a cop. Like you, you should not. There were like four cops around him. Your first instinct should be to shoot a guy. Then I saw a story this morning of a white guy. I think it was in Nashville or somewhere. He was intoxicated, assaulted a cop and he just got arrested. No, no gun there. Like if that was a black guy, he's getting shot. Like it's not hard to see, not hard to see this. And it's just, it's, it's the, the, it's like, a guy has to be a perfect clean record for it to, for, for like people to be outraged, like George Floyd. And then people are like, Oh, well he was at a counterfeit 20. It doesn't matter if they're a criminal or you like, you know, the cops don't shoot, aren't supposed to shoot criminals too. It's not like you're supposed to shoot black people. You're not supposed to shoot a criminal. If you come in contact with like, that's, Oh, it's just
1: frustrating. It's just so maddening. No, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like the, like, their weapon is supposed to be their last, you know, option to not even subdue a, a suspect so like, it's, it's, it's really just to protect themselves, you know, if they're coming under fire, things like that. So um, yeah, it's, it, you're right. It doesn't matter what the situation is, what he, what, what, what he was doing uh, anything like that. Like there, there's no reason to put seven shots in his back, in his back. You know what I mean? Like, He's just, still it,
0: alive, shockingly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's fighting for his life, but it's amazing he's
1: still alive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and it, it, there's always, there's anytime there's there's new shooting coming up, um, there's always a clip from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and it's funny because I've been watching that recently on HBO Max. It's 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 on there, um, and uh, they're, they're like, there's like an, they're in a court scene. and One of the characters, uh, the bailiff, walks up and he puts his hands up. The the character Jazz is his name. He's DJ Jazzy Jeff. And they're like, hey, you can put your hands down. Like, he's not going to – like, nothing's going to happen. He's like, I see, a, I see a cop with a gun. He goes, if I move my hands the wrong way, next thing I know, I got five warning shots in my back. And it's like – that was back in the early 90s. And look, we're still seeing that same shit going on right now. And it's, it's just absolutely wild and asinine that it's happening, uh, and, you know, to this day that it, it's the same thing over and over and over again. And that you would think – like, you would, you would think that any cop right now would, like – they are not pulling out their gun regardless of what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, you would think that a a cop would have some kind of common sense to do that, you know, to not do that and use every last line of defense other than your weapon with what's going on right now, especially if it's an African-American person. You know what I mean? Like, because obviously – if it is an African-American person that gets shot, that they're, they're unarmed or, or whatever it may be, like it's going to be put under a magnifying glass, right, wrong, or indifferent. Like it's going to be put under a magnifying glass. So, you know, and, and, it's, and it's, it's unfortunate that I have to specify saying that if it's an African-American, you, the, you know, you definitely need to make sure that that gun's locked away and put away and you're not going to be using it. It's that, you know, it's unfortunate that I have to say that, but it's true. Um, but, you know, that's why I think, you know, you bring up the, the guy in Nashville that's, you know, fought a cop and he didn't get shot. I mean, I think this is a lot of what people are stressing where it's like, you can still have have good, smart, cool, calm, collected cops. And then just dumbasses like this guy that shot Jacob Blake. And, you know, the same guy that, 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 you know, uh, killed George Floyd and things like that. Like there, there, uh, there are good and bad ones. The unfortunate thing is like, if the good ones aren't calling out the bad ones, then, you know, you got a mixed bag there and that it's technically they're all bad, but, when you ha- can find a good cop that can stay calm under pressure, that isn't just on a power trip, that is a rush to use his gun and, and you know, put it in someone's ear, you know, that's, that's kind of refreshing. But unfortunately, that's not the case with everybody. Yeah, no, I uh, – no, it is. And
0: uh, the, the, the thing of one – one, one person ruins it for everybody. Guess what? The cops, if you're a good cop, I – Totally agree. There are good cops out there, but guess what? It seems like there's a lot more bad cops than there are good cops out there.
1: Well, you can right say now. that. You can say that the only ones getting reported are the bad ones. Th- that is true. But look, there's been a lot of incidents with police, and
0: look, there's also incidents of like these guys of like in the George Floyd thing. Like that guy, the laundry list of of reports like that he had of issues he had. Yeah. That just gets swept under the rug, so that you don't even know about about cops. Just get swept under the rug, but I, uh, I was surprised how, um, it, this took over to the other sports and like, I think it was, um, it was the Rockies. Trevor story said this yesterday cause they postponed their game yesterday, but played on Wednesday, but Matt Kemp sat out mm-hmm. and like the Cubs played on Wednesday but Jason Hayward sat out. Jason Hayward was like, "I want you still to play, but still, look." Trevor Story said, "We kind of missed the mark. Like we missed it on Wednesday by having Matt Kemp sit out, but us still playing. Yeah, like we should have sat out then." I would tend. To, I don't care if Jason Hayward said still play. Like the team should have said, "No, we're gonna, we're not playing tonight." Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised, and it was weird how it's like. Some teams are doing it. Like, it made sense for Milwaukee to do it in the NBA first uh, because it was 40 miles from them. And then the rest of the NBA taking it off. Like, you think LeBron's going to play after this is going on? Like, it's just a domino effect. But the sporadicness of what had happened in baseball uh, was was interesting. And then hockey playing one night and then not playing the next two nights. It's been an interesting interesting time
1: yeah no i mean and i think you know this is kind of what's what we needed to see was like all sports unifying across the board and it that it's not just the predominantly african-american nba or the predominantly you know activists of the wnba like mlb is jumping in the nhl the nhl's caught a little bit of flack because you know they uh some of the players feel like they're not fully supportive of it uh, but, like, you know, what I'm saying like te- NFL teams are canceling practice when we just got done saying how important each and every day is a practice and getting reps in and things like that for these NFL teams because they don't have uh, uh, preseason. So, I mean, like the, the, the fact that we saw all these high profile athletes that they're commanding all of our attention right now because of the shutdown. You know, we went so long without sports. Now it's back on and we're seeing great content put out by it they're saying, like, look, this shit can wait. Like, they, you know, we, we, don't, we don't care about that. As much as we love it, as much as we're passionate about it, as much as we get paid to do it, like, there's bigger things going on, bigger than us, bigger than sports. And so we need to take a step back and, and you know, shed some light on it. So I think that was the, kind of the best part was that, like you said, it, it made sense for Milwaukee to do it. And then how everyone just unanimously decided, like, hey, look, this is what we're going to do across all the majors.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, one of the things they have – the, the meetings in the bubble, like the, the Board of Governors had a meeting and the players and coaches had a meeting, and LeBron, I guess, was the last to speak at the players' meeting, is that he wanted to see action from owners. Mm. And there are, like, yeah, the, he needs more action from owners. And the more action from the owners is, so a lot of these owners in the NBA and then, especially in the NFL, like we get the, if you don't think an NFL players is going to sit out, I think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. I think there's already been discussions. I saw uh, um, uh, Mike Freeman or uh, uh, Jim Trotter say he's heard there's already discussions um, going out about players sitting out if they don't see action. Like these NFL owners and these NBA owners, look, they donate to politicians to, uh, Republican politicians, they can get action like they can try and get some action done with these politicians. Like one of the big thing, the big things that the Bucks said is George Hill is they talked to the Wisconsin attorney general and I think the governor about what they could do. And the attorney general, like they want the cop arrested. Like that's one of their things that, that they want. So it's like, you can get action if you talk to politicians. And these owners give a ton of money to these Republican politicians. So they can, they can talk to them and try and figure out stuff. So that's what the owner, when they say do more, it's like, hey, talk to the people that you donate money to. Because when these people start sitting out games and start going on strike because of this, then that's really hurting your pocketbook, and then they got to pay attention.
1: Yeah. It- because, before,
0: because before, they weren't worried about the players striking. Now they're worried about the player striking and losing the bottom line, and then you gotta talk to your politicians
1: that you give tons of money for. Yeah, no, I mean you're right. You're right. That's that's the best way to get these guys' attention. And it's it's sad that that's what it takes, is is to hit them right in the pocketbook. You know, we've heard that numerous times. And and the fact that they're already losing as much money or not maybe not making as much money as they usually would, because of we're you know, we of of the state of uh of what COVID has put this sports world in. Yeah, I don't I don't know how much I can totally agree, though, that saying that talking to these politicians is going to do anything. You know what I mean? I, it's 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 unfortunate it's
0: better than not talking, though. No,
1: one thousand percent. Oh, could you, uh, yeah. You won't get any pushback from me there. One thousand percent. But, uh, uh, you know, it's just like how much how much how much more does this have to happen before anybody does something like like whether it's Democrats, Republicans, you know, far right wing, uh, far left wing. Like it keeps happening over and over again and, and nothing is changing. At all. No, I know, but
0: I think a start is you have to start to at least some politicians that are willing to make changes.
1: Yeah, no, I I I agree. Or at
0: least, like, talk to the attorney general. Like, good on the bucks for talking to the attorney general in Wisconsin who can, who makes, who's probably ultimately going to make the decision if they could arrest the cops. Um, So, like, that's a start. And if the owners aren't talking to the politicians who they give their money to about this rather than just the self-interest they have, then... What are, you, like, what are you doing? It's like, what else, is there to, what else is there to do, I guess, other than just take to the streets? Because guess what?
1: People aren't happy about you going to the streets for this. So what, what, what are you going to do? Well, that's the thing. Like you said, like you said earlier, like, it doesn't matter what, what these NBA players do, what any of these athletes do. The people that are going to be pissed off are going to be pissed off. You know what I mean? And you know exactly yeah. the people that I'm talking about. It, 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 if, if you're getting mad at whether they're kneeling whether they're boycotting by sitting out, whether they're going in the streets and protesting, whether they're using their platforms on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, whether they're using their press conferences to talk about stuff. If any of that stuff pits is going to piss you off, it's you're, you're not the person that's going to, you know, like, they're not changing that person's mind. That person is steadfast in their wrong beliefs. And it's unfortunate, but that's just a case. That's what it's going to be uh you know and you know the type of person that 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 is going to be pissed off it's the person that's saying uh you know blue lives matter it's a person that's saying hey if you don't want to get shot you, you know listen to commands it shouldn't be hey listen to what i tell you or i'm going to kill you like that's not how any interaction with cops should be you know like, I, mean? I also so, want
0: to know if these people get pulled over for a speeding ticket i bet they're trying to sweet talk their way out of a ticket oh a thousand percent and, like not listening to commands and stuff like that
1: like yeah seriously yeah, I bet you I bet you that diagram or excuse me, I bet you that Venn diagram there's a lot of cross section there of of those people the people that that are saying that and the people that are you know pissed off whenever they get pulled over uh for a speeding ticket or even just like
0: a public intoxication or whatever oh, I'm fine, like let me mm-hmm. go and like all that stuff like yeah, no, agreed on the venn diagram i mean I don't really know what what like when they say what the owner should do i I don't know. I don't know what the owners should do. It's it's up to them. Like they gotta figure it out. Like I thought what the what the I don't know if you saw this, but I thought what the Cleveland teams did uh yesterday. I thought I looked around, they were the only the only city teams that did this. It was they came together to create a coalition or whatever to talk about the issues and they have uh it's the coaches and the GM, the head coach and the GM are on the committee and then I guess the, the players will be on and talking but Three of the six um, on that leading the committee are African-American. The Browns GM, the Cavs GM, and the uh, Cavs head coach are all African-American. So they came out. I thought that was a nice step to do in the right direction. It's just – I when people say, like, what is there to do, I honestly have no idea. I really do not know. It comes down to just it, – it's a bigger topic than just – and it's not going to change now. That's the thing. It's not – and it's not changing now yeah exactly you know it's not an
1: overnight change is what i'm trying to say it's like it's right, not yeah, gonna it's, it's like, going to take overnight some, we're changing yeah it's going to take some time 1000% <laughs> um, and so there is there's people that were that were kind of roasting the nba uh, owners saying you know like hey we already donated you know we plan to donate you know x amount of dollars to to fight these racial injustices blah blah blah, blah. like they they've taken steps to try to help and people are like, "Oh, so they done the bare minimum?" So I guess their hands are tied. It's like, that's yeah. something. Like that's more than what the NFL owners have done. That's more than the NHL owners have done, the MLB owners, the WNBA owners. That's more than any other uh, governing board or, or owners you know, have done for any of the major sports. So it's like it, so you get both sides of the coin where it's like, no matter what one side does to help, it's not enough. And if you don't do anything at all, you're getting blasted, so it's like a catch twenty-two. It seems like no matter what you do, it's not enough. Like you know, uh, so I I feel for the owners in a sense because it's like what 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 can we do to help? We've already done this, but that's still not good enough. Like what what more do you want? And people are just like, well, just write a check. You got billions of dollars. Just write a check. It's not that easy. Who does that check go to? What do the funds go to? What are the funds helping? What are they funding? You know what I mean? Like it's there's there's so many different variables. And these guys didn't become billionaires just by writing checks and giving it to just anybody and saying, hey, do what you want with this. So, you know, it's 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 tough. It's going to be tough in this spot to do the right thing as an owner, because, like I said, whether you do something, it's not enough. If you don't do something, you know, you're you're on the side of racists.
0: Well, it's like, look, Jerry Jones, he's an owner that can make that that can make things happen. Yeah. And what has he done? He's been pretty quiet. Dealing back to the George Floyd, he never made a statement on that. He went 105 days without a press conference until the state of the star when he supported Dak and stuff. But, like, he's a guy, and the Cowboys are an organization and an ownership group, the Joneses, where they could make a change. Uh Robert Kraft, I don't see him coming out and making another statement lately. He's another guy. I mean, it's well known, his connections with Trump— like, he's a guy that could try and reach out to make some change. Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen that from him yet. It's like, there the are people that they have these connections that maybe just set up a conversation, even if someone doesn't, like, if it looks bad. Like, just try and set up maybe a conversation between the players. And even if one side's not going to listen, you don't feel like it's going to go with it. But at least, I don't I. But then it gives the one side of like, oh, look, we tried to, we tried to talk, and they're not listening. I, I don't know. It's just you, they, have the, they, they, are in, they have the power here, and they know powerful people that can maybe get things done. That's all I'm saying is about the owners, is they, they, could, get, see, they could get you a, a meeting with these people. Like, heck, you brought up the WNBA. Kelly Loeffler, she's a senator from Georgia, owns a part owner of the Atlanta Dream. She blasted her own team for wearing a Black Lives Matter. Yeah. And just, just blasted every movement. Of the Black Lives Matter thing for um, for uh,
1: for that that her team has done, mm-hmm. so she's not really helping. You know what I think would would help, and I think would work a great deal is stop having these meetings behind closed doors. Televise these meetings. You know what I mean? Like the NBA went behind closed doors and had this this massive players meeting. How about you have a conversation, and you know you don't include the public. Meaning the public isn't able to offer their opinion, but you include the public in the sense of they can hear what the conversation is. You can hear what the conversation, what direction it's going. You know what I mean? And I think that would be a huge help and kind of seeing where guys, hearts and minds truly lie. Yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, no, I, I would agree. Maybe
0: more, maybe not like the actual meeting, but like when they get
1: their thoughts together, because I bet, well, I know you want the raw emotion. I want the raw emotion. I want the raw, you know, what comes to mind or what comes out of your mouth when it comes to mind. You see where guys' hearts truly lie and what they truly believe and things like that. And you'll be able to see the conver- you know, where the conversation is going. That's where you're going to get your realness and where you're going to see, like I said, what's, what is actually going on behind the scenes.
0: Um, but, I, but I still think you could have a real conversation. Like- without you could still have a real conversation without knowing like the NBA players could host like a town hall or something like that, or a discuss like they could still do that without like knowing what was said. I mean, you've, you've seen what stuff's been said. I mean, Doc Rivers said what he said, probably the same stuff he said after the game against the Mavericks the other night.
1: I just feel like if you don't have anything to hide, you should be able to be put in front of a camera and have full conversation so that the public knows what these guys are truly but trying to do. Here's behind. then the thing.
0: Like, I bet there's a ton of swearing in that, and I know people, you're going to say, like, oh, we're big boys, we could all hear that, but there's a lot of people who be like, oh, this is how they talk, and stuff like that. It's just going to be more criticism on like, the language they use and stuff like that. If that's the focus that you take away, then you weren't trying to listen to what the issue was anyway. I agree, but I'm telling you that's exactly what it's going to go to. That's why they don't want to
1: probably televise it. Or make no of that. I'm just uh, saying that's No, no. I mean, I I don't disagree with you. You're you're probably dead right. But again, if those, if that's what your takeaway from it is, oh, these guys said a couple swear words. Trust me, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure the people that are upset with that are probably doing a little bit worse behind closed doors. You know, and they're they're always the ones that cast the first stone because you know they want to make seem all high and mighty. It's. There are a couple words. No, no, and I know, but it's like, if those are the people people that are going to be upset with that, then they weren't trying to listen anyway, and their mind wasn't going to be changed anyway, so it's kind of a a lost cause anyway. So if you don't want to listen to them, go ahead, change the channel. Don't, because your only takeaway was these guys use foul language.
0: Yeah, no, agreed. And the problem is people aren't going to want to listen to the NBA players because they're probably, if they're on the other side, because you could say, oh, like the people that work for the White House were like, oh, guess what? These people... It's nice they could take a day off of work from their high-paying jobs to do this, like
1: to boycott and, like, all this stuff.
0: Yeah, there's a couple Facebook
1: statuses where I unfronted people immediately for for saying dumb shit like that. Yeah,
0: no, but I'm just saying it's like you're not, like, so we say they have the platform, but guess what? They don't want to listen to the NBA guys. So they don't want to listen to anybody about this. Mm. It's really really turned out to, guess what? One side believes one thing and the other side believes one thing. Everyone's so entrenched on it, and the side that needs to listen— and needs to, needs to know, needs to learn about these things. They don't want to hear. Yeah, no, you're Nick right. Locker. Yo. Did you know he has a black son too?
1: No I, I, no, I didn't. No, I didn't know that. That's, uh, that's yes. interesting. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. He's,
0: yeah. He had that. Uh, he has a black son and still said that, but um, all right. Anything else there you want to touch on?
1: No, I think we kind of. I think that was the, You know, we kind of covered that. So I think that was the big, the big news item.
0: Uh, oh yeah, just shut everything down. Yeah, took the took the um, news off the forty point Mavs drubbing
1: the other yeah. night. I mean, look, we were both right. They're going to be playing again this weekend.
0: We were right. <laughs> we were right. We were right. And the Stars up two one. how about uh,
1: How about what was that? Game three. Where they're down 2-0, score three straight, then give up three straight or whatever it was. Yep. That
0: 6-4. Wow. They they go on some wild runs. That, I mean, we saw it the previous game. Yeah. No, I know. It's, it's pretty crazy. And they get started. They're back on Sunday. They play Sunday at 545. Mm-hmm. It was announced by the NHL um, today. And then uh, I saw people at the Texas Rangers – they postponed their game yesterday. The mentions were people were uh mad they uh postponed their game yesterday, shocker, but I
1: think the way big. the way they're playing,
0: they need any day off they can get. <laughs> I know. I know. I was I mean, I look Jordan Lyles, you gotta bet the team total over first five innings, whoever's facing Jordan Lyles. Uh so if, if they play tonight, Lyles is pitching. I think you gotta people gotta get on that. Um but uh yeah, there is one other thing I want to touch on. I don't know if you've been following this, but it's a pretty big. St- I, this is this could be this is probably the biggest story in the world, outside of the U.S.
1: Is Messi the, to Juventus? Is the Messi story? He's going to Juventus, baby super team. Him and Ronaldo, <laughs> or Man City. It is amazing
0: uh, that the biggest play. Well, the biggest player in the world. Uh, Second biggest, it, biggest player in the world is wanting to leave Barcelona. Um, and he did it by a fax, and so it's so, so confusing if he can leave because he could potentially leave for free and then anyone can sign him, or he has to like his buyout clause is like 700 million and no one's paying that just to negotiate. He makes like a million uh pounds a week or a million euros a week over there, so it's like uh a 90 like $90 million deal. And it's like, where's he going to go? There's like five teams he could go maybe. And like the fans storm Camp New where uh, Barcelona plays, yeah. this fan group did, because they want the president of, of the club to resign. And how Barcelona does it, they elect uh, in Catalonia, they hold elections on who was on the board and who was the president of Barcelona. And they're thinking about calling a special election to cast a vote for the president of the club for Barcelona. So how did how did things get so bad for Barcelona so quick? They signed so they were really good well they're still really good now. The problem is they just haven't won the Champions League in 5 years and Madrid's won like 3 of them since then. But they signed they won one in 2010 and 15 I think and 2010 for sure and 15 maybe they won another one in the middle but like they signed those players they were like twenty six and twenty seven in like in their mid twenties and late twenties for those two cup runs and they're all club legends and they signed them to like big deals and gave them all special treatment um so they're not as good as they should be now, and then they just go out and spend a hundred million dollars on guys that they don't really need like strikers like they bought a guy. This 29-year-old striker from Madrid last year for 129 million, doesn't even play. They bought a guy from Dortmund for like 100 million. This 24-year-old uh, Usame Dembele, this guy is phenomenal. He doesn't even play. It's like they buy these guys for 100 million pounds, and they don't play them. And it's just everyone's infighting up there. It's, I guess that's what they do. They just they, they have all this money, but they spend it so poorly. And they don't construct a team, and this is what happens. I'm and pretty familiar them. with that being a and Washington they're, football and they're fan. Pretty, like they're loyal to a fault. Like they kind of got too loyal. Um, of like giving these guys that gave them so much success in the late 2000s to this, like they gave them too, too much, too much, uh, too big of contracts and stuff. And they like PK Shakira's wife, a legend of the club, the captain. Shakir's husband? Her husband, yeah, sorry, husband. <laughs> was like, I don't think I'm good enough to be playing for Barcelona right now, and if I have to leave, I have to leave. That's what's best for the club. And, like, for a guy that's of his stature, like the a, a icon there, that, like that's what it's come to. It's like the icons kind of have to see that they have to step out. It's like the people are so scared of fracturing the, these relationships that they just keep them playing. Gotcha. Okay. But the Messi saga is hilarious because his dad's his agent. And they just, he wants to go to Man City, I think, to play with Guardiola, his old coach. Mm-hmm. But I don't, Man City has the money, but I don't know if they could pull that. I don't know. It's, it's going to be fascinating when it happens.
1: Yeah, no, it just, I mean, it, 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 is, it is wild because, I mean, you think Messi, you think Barcelona, you think, you know, him just cutting through uh, defense and, and scoring goals. Going and hugging Luis Suarez or Neymar or whoever it is, but you just think of him being in that blue and red stripe. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, where he does end up. It might, it's going to be very odd. Well, I guess is it, where is he from? Argentina. So Argentina's kind of got that baby blue that Man City does. So you know, maybe not, uh, maybe not totally weird. Well, I also saw, um, I also saw that
0: Man City, if they're offering a contract, is going to. It's thinking about after like four years or three years of the deal, like putting in a clause where he could play for the MLS if he wants to play for NYCFC in the MLS. That'd be dope. That'd be pretty cool. How many goals do you think he gets in the MLS? At 30, he'd be 36 then. He'd probably still score a lot. Like 100? <laughs> probably not 100, but I mean, Ibrahimovic came in here and was, and was uh, like 36 uh, and scored like yeah. 20 Came and just started dominating. Um, but yeah, like, like anytime the fans are storming like your headquarters and trying like get trying to get to the offices to tell the guy at the top to get fired, I'm all in on it. like <laughs> <laughs> like the security there at security guards. He just broke into the camp new. It's like I and started walking towards the stadium. And they just were like the security guards couldn't stop. Them. It was hilarious.
1: Yeah, that's um, wild.
0: That is wild. And then now Bruce Feldman, here we go, we got some breaking news, just said that uh, Big Ten coaches are on a meeting right now, and it's told a real possibility that the Big Ten may reverse course and play later this fall. So all these reports about the Big Ten playing and around Thanksgiving, maybe it comes back uh, before that.
1: Mm. We'll see. Who knows? Do you have anything else? Uh, no, just Redskins or Washington football team making more headlines, uh, cool. because for, for bad reasons uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, Ron Rivera got diagnosed with thyroid cancer or excuse me, lymph node cancer, of the lymph node. Um, but then, uh, a day or two ago, more stories came out from the Washington post closer to what we were kind of expecting that Dan Snyder ordered a video to be made of cheerleaders while they were doing the swimsuit calendar shoot. Um, where you could see the things that they weren't, that you weren't supposed to see. Um, meaning that they were, they were keeping videos like quote unquote behind the scene videos of these women doing photo shoots. Um, and you were seeing their, their, their private bits. And obviously that wasn't the case. That wasn't what they were supposed to be showing, but he got this video made and, and distributed it amongst a lot of the other bags that were in the, the Washington front office, Larry Michael, the broadcaster that was there, he saw it, or at least had a copy and then there was 25 women that came forth in this in this new article that said that they faced sexual harassment, uh sexual advances via email, texts, in person, told to wear, you know, skimpy clothing, uh things like that. It even got so bad that they had their own in-house support group amongst these employees that were facing uh all the all these sexual harassment charges and so that came out and then Daniel Snyder came out made a statement saying that none of that was true and it was basically a hit piece. And then luckily we got this new president, Jason Wright, who's done a fantastic job so far, kind of limiting uh, or, you know, mitigating the damage. The football team made their own statement saying, Hey, look, we're aware of the wrongdoings. We're aware of what the past was like for this franchise and how pretty much how poorly run it was, but we're focused on getting it, you know, move towards the future. If anybody that's currently with the team, has faced any of this or is currently going through this, please bring it to light right now so we can address it and, you know, get it solved and moved on. So I think Jason writes the truth. I think he's gonna be the guy that really gets this pointed in the right direction. And now people are calling for Daniel Snyder to be suspended uh, while the NFL does its own investigation, but they haven't yet. They're wanting the NFL to provide their own investigation into all the wrongdoings for the franchise and suspend Daniel Snyder while that investigation's going on. But nothing's been said one way or the other on if that'll happen
0: yeah what's Goodell going
1: to do? you know uh, let me I, I, I want to pose this question to you because I, I had this conversation with Joe, uh, my uncle, who's also a Washington football fan. Don't you think that this this Daniel Snyder thing is more serious than the Donald Sterling thing they they they're both very serious no doubt I think no in doubt. different ways. I don't know if one's more serious than the others, but but see but see this is this is what I, this is, was my reasoning was what Donald Sterling said? was was obviously awful and especially in the climate that we're in now with the the racial injustices and the racial tension that's going on you know it it would be it, it would be put under a magnifying glass even more if it happened today versus the five or seven years whatever it happened but when you think about it as awful as it was and as bad as things he was saying it didn't affect like individuals you know what i mean whereas this stuff is is literally affecting Specific people and a wide ranging number of specific people.
0: Yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, what the words Donald Sterling said did affect people
1: just later on and what they thought of them. But this wasn't this, like this is like a day to day, like women are feeling uncomfortable going to their job. Like they're they had to su- start a support group for each other so that nobody would freaking no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 kill I, themselves yeah, or anything like no, that. I, so
0: no, I yeah, no, that is serious. I'm not saying it's not. I just think that. I, I, it's hard to com- well, There are different stories to compare,
1: I guess. Hmm. But I mean, I, I still think I, I don't think so in the case that it's you know a group of people being marginalized, uh, and
0: you know. Well, it's two groups of people being marginalized, but one getting taken taken for granted for
1: getting stuff known with behind their back without knowing it. Right, and see, and that's why I think it's worse for the what's going on with the Washington football team because. It was day in and day out, and like specific yeah. women were affected for a long time. So I, that's why I'm just shocked that that the NFL hasn't done more. The NFL hasn't done anything. they got to do something. They've got to. They have one thousand percent got to. We need Emperor Bezos in there to start running the show. <laughs>
0: they
1: got to. They got to They have to do
0: something. Um, but that's all I really got. Yeah. To find out here on the week, I don't know if you have anything else.
1: That's it. I that's did all. see Aaron
0: Judge came back for one game and then went on the DL.
1: And you want to know what's what really sucks is I had a trade offer for our fantasy team, Aaron Judge for Max Scherzer straight up. And I was oh, like, i 1000% should have done it. 1, have done it. Uh, and then so I went back to see if I could because he was listed as day to day. So I went back to see if I could make the trade with the guy again while he was day to day. But the trade deadline passed. And I was like, Fuck. oh, it did. When did our trade deadline pass? I think Monday or Tuesday. Gotcha. Gotcha. But, yeah, probably should have pulled the trick on And then now Walker Bueller's on the 10-day DL, too, my best oh. pitcher. So might be curtains for your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm got first.
0: I'm in first place right now, uh, points-wise, not just record. I know everybody's been uh, paying attention to that. But, all right, that's going to do it for us here on this Friday. We'll be back on Monday to hopefully talk some NBA, it sounds like they're going to get started on uh, tomorrow. So we've got some games to talk about then. So we'll talk to you guys on Monday. Have a good weekend.